I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, hi, everybody. It's Is It Just Me? And this, you are absolutely coming to us on a very special day. This is the bumper birthday First birthday anniversary, something or other, of Is It Just Me? Woohoo, can you believe yeah. it? Yeah. Hi, James Williams. Hi, Joe Elvin. That's James. He's one of the hosts. Hello. And she's I'm, the other one. I'm the other one. Do you know what? That's how I'm known at home. The other one. With, with the dog. Like, my husband <laughs> is the best one, and I'm the other one. Um, if, we, the, if the best one's out, I get some love as the other one. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're very important today. You're, you're a guest of honor, as am I, because it's our first birthday. We are one. Can you believe it? Can you believe we're still on the air? No, not no, really. Not really. No, no thank I can't. you to all the listeners. Yes. We, oh, my God. Without getting very Gwyneth at the Oscars about it, can we just quickly say thank you so much to all you lovely people who do religiously tune in and listen and download every week. I think there's like 20,000 of you a week now, which is amazing. And we do love each and every one of you for doing that. Did you get me a present? I didn't. Oh, that's a bit uh, rude because I got you one. My pe- my my podcast presence is yeah, your present. Well, I got you a present. Oh, you did. I got you the best ever podcast guest. Oh my god, you really <laughs> have. <laughs> I see what you did there. Go, we're getting quite Set good at this, aren't up, we? Yeah. <laughs> it's is it just me? And we are going to be talking about all sorts of tr- important trivialities. Naturally, with an absolute guru, national treasure of skincare. She's a skin wellness. expert. She's a wellness expert. She's an entrepreneur. She's a We are getting on a bit. We are, it's our woman. birthday. We needed the experts to bring us in to make us feel yeah, good and look I'm amazing. I'm just going to dim the lights so that she can look <laughs> at us. It's the amazing Liz Earl, everybody. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. If I'd known it was your birthday, I would have baked you a cake. Oh, I know. I know. No GI, obviously. Oh, obviously. You would not have baked us a cake. <laughs> I so would. I spend my days baking cakes. You don't eat sugar. <laughs> not sugar. Sugar-free cakes. Oh, yeah. No, I, didn't. I wouldn't have wanted that. <laughs> oh, I would have. I, I, I would have smiled politely. Liz, I would then, have. Yeah. Would you? She, Bless she's, your heart. she's a non-believer in this stuff. <laughs> I'm with you. I believe in you it. You need to wean yourself off that stuff, you know, Joe. Um, but welcome. Yeah. Welcome, Liz. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, and We're going to have a fight already. I know. Sugar. Uh, are you feeling festive, Liz? It's officially December. I am. Well, because working in magazines, as you know, Joe, Christmas for us starts in July. Yeah. So we've been festive for, for quite a while. The, the tree went up in July and basically never came down again. So I'm really well happy. It's my first You Magazine Christmas. Because oh, I say so you're at, weekly at, now. Yeah. So many firsts, Joe. But at that's the, the thing is, but at Glamour, we never, you know, had to proofread 
things about roast turkeys. And there I am looking at Jamie Oliver's roast potatoes and stuffed turkey wellington. You've been craving yeah. it since about October. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. I've already run through Jamie's Christmas menu <laughs> just to test that it all works. Sorry, Jamie. Of course I know it all works. Yes, yeah, yeah. of course. Yes. But how are you? I'm really well. Thank you. You look busy. It. You always Do look, I? Yeah. You oh, always thank you. I'm quite absolutely tired. glisten with <laughs> no. radiance. Yeah. I have thank to tell you, you something, Liz. Go My on. friends regularly take the piss out of me because mm. they always say to me, you know, you look all right for your age, but what's your trick? And I don't know if you remember this, but I once was home from school sick and caught you on this morning. She now, doesn't am, remember am, that. am I supposed no. to be flattered? You will that be. I am it was so Thursday, old, no. like old don't enough to be your mother. This, yeah. No, 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 no. I was. Okay. I, I think I was very close to A levels and leaving. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, you recovered that well. And I remember watching you, and you did a thing on facial exercises where oh, you said "Ooh, ah, eeks, ooh, ah, eeks," where you strain your face into you really exa- and You exaggerate yeah, the le- eeks and cue. Yes. And I've yeah. been why doing that. Why haven't you told me about this? I've been doing this in the shower religiously. This looks so amazing. Ever since. And all my friends take the piss out of me because I do it every day. And well, I think, it works. So, you know, that, what, that's something weird, Liz. I think of you every day in the shower. <laughs> is, it, is it too late for me to start ooh, ah, <laughs> No, no, no. If you do ee like that, really ee, it just pulls your muscle, your facial muscles, and just gives them a bit of a workout. Like, I mean, does. you work out your body, work out your face. And look, face gym. Face gym is now, yeah, I think you were, you were a trailblazer then. Well, was, clearly. What I do do is I do massage my cleanser every mm, night that's good Ooh. I do do that <laughs> I was wondering yeah. where you were going then for a second well, well, what are you, you know, massaging it's a, it's a family <laughs> podcast I'll tell I'll tell you about the other stuff later but um, yeah and I, do, I don't know and I'm a big believer in double cleansing as well oh. yeah, I think yeah. it's the right thing as long as you're gentle you know Ooh. I think keep it gentle don't use anything that foams on your face because it, it can strip the skin yeah, yeah. Is that your? Is that your, Do you get stopped all the time in the street by people? A lot. I mean, it's funny because I've. I mean, I'm no longer connected to the beauty brands. Yeah. I mean, it was sold back in 2010, and I exited absolutely, completely, nearly two years ago now. But, so but you're still known as. I'm still. Yeah, it's still. I mean, it's my name. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And it was. It's my baby. So it's a bit like having a, a. I have five children. So it's a bit like having a sixth child that kind of grows up and leaves home. You, you're still hugely proud and want it to do well, but you don't have to kind of helicopter parent it all. The the time yeah so it's great I mean I love the fact that it's it's I mean you're talking about you know you taking me into the shower as it were with the with the facial <laughs> exercises yeah. and you know I get that from people they'll say oh I took my boyfriend had you in the shower this morning because you know he uses the body wash or whatever you're saying that's probably too much information but it's always said in the nicest way so it's it's nice to spread the love isn't it but that is I mean that's <laughs> such an achievement though, yeah. Liz, that you are you know, you're ju- you have sort of grown this quintessentially British brand and an empire. You're like the British Oprah with your magazine. Oh, yes, yeah. you've got a podcast, well, and I mean, it's I, I, an iconic. You've actually, you know, you've actually been the woman behind iconic products. I would argue, you know, well, everyone does know your cleanser. Everyone talks about your cleanser. It's one of those things that always tops the list, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, I mean, it is. Uh, the, you know, it was it was an amazing thing, and I am very proud of it. I should probably have a, a gravestone in the shape of a, a cleansing pot. I should think, <laughs> I you know, a few <laughs> blue plaques. <around> <laughs> Yes, <laughs> or maybe, maybe in yeah. the shape of that. But, you know, going, winding the clock back, you know, you were saying you used to watch me as a, as a small child on TV. 30 years ago, I started on This Morning. Um, and even then, I was considered an expert. I mean, an expert in what? I'm not quite sure. I could have been 30 years ago. But I love communicating and I love going back into the world of magazines. Having written for magazines, you know, to now have my own is like a real pinch me moment. 
I love doing radio. So like this, you know, like you guys, I have a podcast. I love that whole connection of, of podcasting. And I do TV and I do, you know, YouTube. So n- now we can be our own creators, can't we? And there is yeah. such an extraordinary thing when you've grown up as a different generation at the behest of the commissioning editors and the schedulers to actually being able to do that for ourselves and create our own channels is just such a joy. Oh, my goodness. It's I want to do it forever. Yeah, it's changed a lot. And in, in a way, it's frightening, but it's also as exciting as it is daunting, isn't it? I think, you know, for, for us people who've traditionally been brought yeah. up with your know, very rigid media. Yes. In that respect, you know, social media, YouTube, these things. Are I really, mean, talk about disruptive technology. Yeah. But that's, I think that, not so much you, James, you're slightly younger, but I think our generation is, it's like you, there's been this assumption that, we can't adapt to that kind of mm. new world and that media. And so you're you're an absolute shining example of that being complete rubbish. Well, I, well, I think with my podcast, I certainly had to be persuaded. My young millennial team, because I was saying, you know, what's a podcast? And uh, I mean, this was a couple of years ago. And, they, and you know, I said, who's going to listen? You know, and of course, there is a massive audience out there yep. and it is like they're having, listening right now Liz well I'm, I'm thrilled <laughs> thank you for listening it's like having you know Netflix or any of these things in your pocket it's on demand and I think that's the thing that we're, we're ad- adapting to aren't we as a society that we can have what we want when we want it and yeah. that f- was never the case years ago growing up we had to have it when somebody else told, told us we could have it oh my gosh do you remember the fights with your siblings over you know what side the TV was going to be on <laughs> yeah. and there was no <laughs> so, option yeah. You know, maybe the VCR would break. You guys listening probably don't know what a VCR is. My daughter thinks I'm making that up, that you had to watch (laughs) something on television when it was on, and that was it. Well, you know, I was talking to my kids about the books that I've written, and they were looking back through some of the archive, and and I said, oh, yeah, this was interesting, because I had to go to the library and and research this. And they said, well, couldn't you find it on Google? I said, sweetheart, there was no Google. And there, there was this absolute stunned silence. You know, there was life before the internet. How did you survive? You had to go to what the library. What did you do? How did you get your yeah. info? How, they said to me genuinely, how did you learn anything? How did you know anything? I said, well, we used to go, we used to go and talk to people. We used I mean, to go in fairness, people. I can barely remember what I did before Google. I have to say. But I definitely, I, I spent a lot of time in, in magazine company libraries going through old newspaper cuttings mm. like physically yeah. just going through barely well-kept files hoping to find the needle in the haystack of info I needed. I have a theory mm. that libraries are the new vinyl. You know like vinyl's yeah. made a comeback and yeah. Polaroid cameras made well, a comeback. I think libraries are going to... Yeah. resurging isn't it? Yeah. They know that. Oh, I think I that so. the, the rate of electronic downloads in uh, as reading material I think is slowing and people are going back to print because you can't really curl up on the sofa and enjoy a good tablet can you I mean you know you need that screen thing you know the tactile tangibility of paper and good quality printing and you can you know fold down the pages I mean actually when I look at the magazine we started it online as a digital thinking that was the way ahead that was going to be what everybody wanted and but I think because my audience is mostly kind of midlife women they they don't want to just sit and watch it on a screen. You want yeah, something you want can to trust. Treat. You want to yeah. have it in paper. You know that, Joe, from working in magazines too. I don't think print is dead at all. I think it's got a really blossoming future ahead. And I think as well with I just think with things like magazine covers, people are still interested in that. I definitely find that nobody cares. Nobody gets excited about being on a homepage. 
They really, people are excited about if they're who, on the cover. Who's on the cover? Mm. Who's on the September issue of this or that? You know, which, and it's celebrities still, are like, yeah. oh, it's great. You can give me online, but can I have the cover? Yeah. yeah. It's a huge currency. It's, it really is. Yeah. I, I know I do a lot of work for lots of different titles, and wherever you go, universally, yeah. it's the cover. The cover is yeah. still that thing that everybody wants to be in or be on or be a part of. And my daughter's dog made it onto the cover of Lizelle Wellbeing this month, so she's well pleased. She's it was with me, obviously, <laughs> but she is still on there that's my sharing next, the cover. That's my next goal for you magazine if you, if you get a few dogs on yeah yeah get bella on there bella and my dog my, my dog bingley officially arrives tomorrow from puppy. where I, i'm collecting him from um from the breeder tomorrow oh, how fabulous. I know, oh it's for life not just for christmas i know though. i know he, I could ha- be, he can be the pod mascot i have thought about it for a year and yeah. i'm finally oh, well, i'm making the lead don't cool. worry Liz, it's not gone you know uh, unthought I've, I've given it a lot of thoughts and uh, sure. I, although the responsibility is pressing down on me but I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm ready it's oh, time I'm excited for you um, oh my word so yeah so if you haven't checked out Liz's podcast it's called Wellness with Liz Wellness with Liz yeah. yeah. and who have been your favourite guests different I mean we've we've had you know um, we've done a lot about the menopause and hormones and that's been fascinating um, I mean I had like Meg Matthews Brit rock chick really open and frank funny conversation oh God, about well, libido was, in later life yeah she was very frank about that on live television on Lucy. Was she? I, I actually it, it's difficult to shock old elven but i was <laughs> shocked that day yeah <laughs> yeah she kind of takes yeah. the barriers down but you know yeah. we've also we have very gentle things it's a kind of a lucky dip you never quite know who you're going to get all the subjects so it's all about well-being but that's very broad isn't it it could be about yeah. looking good or feeling good or doing good and one of my gentle giants really was about the life of the bumblebee and I went into that thinking hmm this is you know okay meh might be a bit dull but let's go with it and it is the most fascinating podcast I didn't know actually and I'm a farmer so I should know this I didn't know the difference between a honeybee and a bumblebee right and we would not exist without the bumblebee I mean they are extraordinary powerhouses and they are so maligned if you see one of these little furry champions you just need to feed it a little bit of sugar syrup and help it on its way because they are extraordinary workers so yeah if you want to check out the the life of the humble bumblebee it's the a humble good one. bumblebee that's a good one to start with that it sounds is. like a good pub and it's a very, <laughs> it could be good yeah. it? <laughs> it's a great name um, and I'm assuming yeah. the podcast is available everywhere on all the yeah, usual iTunes places where you'd find Stitcher us Stitcher and so. all of that yeah. well check yeah. it out Thank yeah you. amazing well thanks for joining us today Lisa I, I hope you've come ready to debate some very very serious topics I, I did a lot of in-depth <laughs> research she was born ready <laughs> yeah let's do this <laughs> So first up this week, ladies, um, is it just me who would happily retire tomorrow? Now, um, I, I, surprisingly, no. <laughs> no, yeah. No, Next no, no, topic. No. Yes, well, exactly. No. <laughs> Get, yeah. Hear me I, out on I this one. I think it is just you. Hear yeah. me out on this one. Well, no. I No? It's go a for it then. Because I just think, you know, most people do dream, don't they, of a, a life of basically being able to do what they want. And I guess your idyllic idea of retirement is where you've you know you've sort of basically take up all those hobbies you've always wanted Golf. to and you yeah you get around <laughs> to all those odd jobs you've never get around to doing and you know because life gets in the way um so I, I always had this thing that yeah if money was no object i would happily retire tomorrow anyway i this morning caught um Lorraine Kelly actually interviewing the author Barbara Taylor Bradford and she was on there and you know she's she still writes a book a year she's in her 80s she looks amazing and she actually said something and it really resonated with me she's basically said you know I I don't plan to retire because you retire you die (laughs) and I was like Wow, actually, mm. you you can I can kind of see that. Or if you're my father, my mother will kill you. 
<laughs> there yeah. is that risk. Yeah, yeah. So I think now, having had this idea for quite some time that I would happily return, that's almost made me sort of do a one eighty on the whole thing. And I do mm. think she's onto something. I, I, I don't think you need to work. I think you've got to have a purpose, though. Yeah. I think that yes. I, I worry about not having a reason to get out every day. Yeah. But I think that you, we can cultivate those pursuits without having to having to work for a living but isn't it funny though that you know we are part of a generation maybe we are the last generation generation that you know there was an age at which you mm. were put out to pasture mm-hmm. and do you think that's now do you think that's literally a thing of the past i uh, personally i do you know I'm, I'm in my 50s and i look at my my maternal grandmother and great grandmother they they both died when they were i think 102 and 104 wow. so there's you know there's a history of long-lived females in my family so genetically started, you know exactly well that's <laughs> what i'm saying so i mean I, you know, I was thinking the other day i'm older than middle age but no but i, I feel i'm halfway yeah. yeah i'm halfway through so it's like what does the second half look like and, you know, how do we live that well? And I think the key thing is you've got to have your marbles, haven't you? I mean, you've got to have your mental faculties. And that is the key thing. And you do that by staying active. You don't want your brain to atrophy. You've yeah. got to keep it stimulated. And how do you do that? You do that by being inquiring and learning things. And, and a lot of that comes from working. So I think to your point, James, it might not be paid employment. It might not be traditional work. But I, I mean, I can never see myself retiring ever. But I do worry. I mean, I think there's a disconnect at the moment which everyone's kind of sweeping under the carpet and just ignoring. It's like, yes, um, the retirement age for men and women now has been raised by mm. the government, if, you know, if you're talking about your state pension. But what what are we going to be hireable for? You know, who's going – I can't continue to be – a well, trendy magazine editor. No, but there's wisdom <laughs> like, though, Joe. I mean, that's the key yeah, thing. Yeah, I hope people respect that though. You know, we, we don't know. I, I think so. I mean, from my own experience, you know, when I went back kind of almost into a business startup mode with the magazine, that we had, we fell into two camps of people. There were the older, wiser women, if you like, people like me in, in their 50s. And then there were the bright young things, the young millennials in the in the 20s and, and just graduated who were just full of ideas and enthusiasm and saying, let's do podcasts and, you know, all this sort of strange stuff that we'd never heard about. And it was the bringing together of those two things that I think makes a business these days so powerful. Yeah. You need the wisdom balanced by the youth and the enthusiasm. And I don't think either works without the other. But it is, I guess, I mean, playing devil's advocate, it's very much, you know, sort of skewed towards the creative, isn't it? You you can still be creative at any age. I, I guess if you're looking more at the physical, mm. you know, side of, side of work, you know, ultimately, you know, your body does start to slow down. You can't keep doing things. Yeah, but things. there is opportunity. I, I did some work actually with a bank last year and they were saying that they did some research on their business loans and they found that the vast majority of people opening business accounts, something like 80%, were aged over 65. Wow. Which I thought was amazing because I thought it would be all young, yeah. you know, young kids doing techie startups. But no, they were all probably actually retired or semi-retired and thinking, right, you know, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Let's start a business. I've always wanted to do X. Let's maybe, go do it. Maybe I could have a business on Depop, like making basically rollers paraphernalia or something. But, <laughs> Is that yeah. what you've always wanted to do? Yeah, yeah, that's my dream. Actually, <laughs> Which my one dream did you fancy, though? Oh, no, I, actually, they're a little bit before my time, but I'm thinking of, you know, the, all the people who are going to live to 100 who I can service. Oh, as yeah. Oh, gosh, but, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm so entrepreneurial. You really but are. My, my dream career is um, gift wrap design. Oh, yeah, you've said that before. That would be a nice... Yeah. yeah. And it's so expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, a sheet of paper that you throw away is like $4.99. I know, it's very ecologically unsound. But what's your dream? Okay, so if you, you won the lottery tomorrow, what what would you do with your days? 
Besides you, ooh, ah, well, eats. Uh, well, it's, 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 yes, lots yeah. of well, I do a lot of that, Liz. Thanks yeah, to you. Yeah, there'd be more time for that. Um, uh, yeah. But I guess it sounds like such a dreadful cliche, doesn't it? But, you know, you you would do what excites you. You would do your passion as your job. And I, I'm very lucky, I guess, in, in many respects, that I do get to do mm. things that interest me as a job. Um, but, I, you know... I think I'd spend all my time at Battersea Dogs Home. <laughs> I think I would. Or the cat cafe. (laughs) Not the cat cafe. I hate those bastards. I want just the dogs. Battersea dogs. Feeding, Um, exercising. You know, yeah. and looking after the dogs as well. I think something, anything in sort of life, I hate with life, like food or, or health or, or basically I want to work for Liz. Yeah, you can yeah, yeah. do it. Even like then, I think I'm going to do that. Yeah. Um, what about you, Liz? I mean, you kind of, you've, you've probably done it all. got it, you know, got yourself to a lifestyle where you're your own boss and you can do what you want. And Yeah, I mean, the, yeah. you know, there, there are challenges. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it's easy. You know, you, you, the, the artist to make it look easy. And, you know, I, I, it would be nice to get to a stage where there were no more problems and, you know, logistical things that you haven't counted for. And that is quite draining and quite time consuming. So I think as an entrepreneur or a brand founder, you've always got to be quite resilient. And I think I, I hope that I keep that resilience going because that is what keeps brands on and, and, and keeps us going. But we've just launched in the States. So that's really exciting just to, you know, to go across the pond. And so what's your one tip for I mean, you've obviously got a lot on your plate. What's your tip for handling day-to-day stresses? I think the the fundamental thing that I've learned above all else is you have to protect your sleep. Yeah. You know, I can do a lot of things, but if I haven't slept, then the wheels are really going to fall off the wagon. Right. So I, I literally block sleep into my diary like a, like an appointment, like a schedule. And, really? you know, I know that if I have a late night, I balance it with a later start with a meeting the next day or vice versa. Or I try and, you know, clock up my Zs at certain times. I mean, coming now into the festive season with parties, I'm already saying, actually, do you know, I can't go out every night. I need to have one night when, you know, I'm having a nice bath at half past eight and then going yeah. to bed. Because you, you've got to have a bit of balance. And maybe that's a growing older thing. But I think also looking at your mental health and making wise decisions, we can only do that if we've you know got our sleep quota fulfilled and, and are you a big advocate for the eight hours thing because i i have seven to say, and a half seven and a half See, yeah I think and, that's and, interesting and, yeah. i do feel like there's a little bit of a con about everyone needs to get their eight hours and no, i really don't think i well, do it's kind of based on circadian rhythms and you need to ideally go through five sleep cycles every night right so you go you go right down into your deep rem sleep which is when your brain is really you know just being very creative your body is repairing because when we sleep that's when our cells regenerate yeah. so that's when we get our chance to do our repair work so it's very good for our immune system at this time of year with all the coughs and colds and things around really important that we keep our immune system strong so if you work out five sleep cycles it's about half an hour 40 minutes per sleep cycle maybe a little bit more depending on on you but you know really seven seven and a half hours and they say that actually too much sleep is as bad as too little yes because you disrupt your body clock so even at the weekend you should actually still be getting up at you know that your normal work time which is a tough one because it's so tempting isn't it to lie in i hate to say but i i it's a sign of age but i've turned into that person now that pretty much gets up the same time on the weekend as i do i like a big ass lion (laughs) i'm not giving that up and sugar yeah you're a terrible student i am (laughs) and i probably look the oldest out of us yeah yeah 
Well, if you are sat there listening to us going, oh, what on earth are they talking about? You've got a very strong opinion. We do love hearing from you guys. So please do drop us a, an even email. Even when you're being rude. Yeah, even when you're being no, rude. Actually, no, actually, nobody You're is. never rude, yeah. or is yeah. very, very lovely. Uh, yeah. Do drop us emails. Um, drop us an email, I should say, or oh, m- multiple emails. Uh, we got a lovely one this week, Joe. from... Um, we got a nice email from Lisa um, saying um, that... Uh, thanks for your... Um, basically, she says, I'm off work this week uh, and I've had to do some serious catch-ups on Is It Just Me? Uh, I'm amazed at how relevant the chats are. Not nice to hear, Joe. We actually Yay. are relevant. Um, well, we do try, don't we? Anyway. So modern and relevant. You were saying uh, you've been offered your dream job in terms of lifestyle and you're having crippling self-doubt about it. It's being too good to be true. I think a lot of it is the change from a structured work environment. Uh, it got me thinking about you two, you and me, Joe, uh, and how you must have had to go through a similar process with a move from glamour uh, to a different work lifestyle. So in short, I'd be inter- interested to hear what our thoughts are on this topic. Um, Gosh, well, I know. it's a big old one. It is. I yeah. mean, to be honest, it, I, I, I was at Glamour for a long, long time, 15 years, and I've said this to lots of people. You know, I was institutionalised. I didn't know any different. I was terrified of leaving, but I can now say a year later, even though it was scary and terrifying, it's the best thing that ever happened. It's definitely, Change is good. It, yeah, but it's, I, I don't think there's any shame in there being a grieving process. No, absolutely And I not. saw that, I, I had that and I saw it in a lot of our glamour colleagues. It was like, I mean, I'd been through something similar before when a business changes. So it was, you know, I'd kind of had that buffer of experience. But it was, I think it was difficult to watch people who hadn't been through that. I found that more upsetting in a lot of ways than going through it myself. Yeah. Because it is, you know, it is it is hard when you've, and I, I always try to not let my identity be 100% invested in something that's, that I don't ultimately have control over. Mm. So I think, I don't know where I'm going with this. But no, but, but I think, um, yeah. yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. And I think, you, you know, your, you, your job is a big part of your, of your lifestyle yeah. and yeah. your identity. But, um, you know, it's perfectly natural to feel somewhat daunted. But at the same time, don't let this, you know, think you're making the wrong decision. Because I, I think a leap of faith and a change in direction is a good thing. Liz, you know, you know you've done plenty of those, <laughs> I would imagine, in your time. Those things work out in the yeah, end, they don't do. They? And I think yeah. you have to remember that, that you can shake it up. You know, it, it's not forever. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully it will work and it will be amazing. And if it doesn't, I mean, what an incredible experience. And then you can just get up and go off and do something else. It's it's not I, as if you're getting a yeah. tattoo across your forehead that you can't erase. Exactly. And I, I, think, I think the one thing I've really, as I get older, I've tried to live by is what can you do today? And mm. then I think you, that is, you could be having, you could be in the worst job, you could be in the most boring job and you hate it. But if you do what you can today to the best of your ability, you will be amazed at how that leads to something else. Exactly. And I, I tell students that all the time because mm. I really believe it. Mm. Absolutely. I think when doors open, you should walk through them. There you Ooh. go. Yeah. Lisa, thank you for your email. We have no doubt you're going to go and smash your new dream job. We're going to explore that a lot more at, at a later date, I think. I yes, think it's really interesting. Absolutely. Thanks for yeah. your email, Lisa. Um, and if you are listening and want to get in touch, please do drop us a line at the usual address. It's is it just me podcast at gmail.com. So next up, is it just me who sees red, scarlet red, when we see somebody litter? I think you've put that really... Beautifully and politely, <laughs> I would happily introduce at least life imprisonment, possibly <laughs> really? the reintroduction of capital punishment. If you're a litterer, I'm pretty sure I hate you. I, I actually, I find it one of the most disgusting, disrespectful things that you can yeah. do to your fellow citizens. It's, I think it's, 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 it's the ultimate outpouring of selfishness, yeah. isn't it? It's and the disregard. literal embodiment of everything, whether it's spitting out a piece of gum, 
you know, dropping a sweet wrapper. I mean, I mean, I even have an issue with cigarette stubs. You yeah. know, I mean, it's just it's, it's just everything. It's the big, what? it's the small, it's the mindset that thinks it's okay to just chuck it and, away. And you will find this with Mr. Bingley. Do you have dogs, Liz? I do. Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, and it's fair enough. I think it's disgusting when people don't pick up their dog. Oh, mess. yeah. But Completely. my my park mm-hmm. is. I mean, every three steps, there's a sign saying Mm. £1,000 fine if you don't pick up your dog litter. Meanwhile, I'm walking around picking up my dog's litter and (laughs) And sweet wrappers and (laughs) drink cans and Coke cans. It's like, at least the dog poo is organic. (laughs) You know, it's like, (laughs) but obviously I would never leave that. But it's like, why is there no, there seems to be no kind of... um, sort of like decorum or enforced about and why why does it need to be enforced it's disgusting to litter it is weird because you, there are all these signs it says you know these fines but but you never see yeah. anyone hanging around no, i think one, one of the it. problems is certainly in london i remember in the, the old days when you know we used to get bomb scares all the time and often you know terrorists would use litter bins and, and yeah. blow them up yeah. and then they disappeared from the streets yeah so it's actually quite hard these days to find litter bins where you can where you can put well, that it's not car- an excuse i'm not saying thing, it's an excuse carry it until so you, you find one that, so it's a changing yeah. the mindset isn't it we have to say to our kids just take a bag with you yeah um and you know my husband's a, a demon for this when we go on holiday on the beach he'll take a bag and we'll spend you know not love a lovely romantic afternoon walking strolling along the beach he will be doing a litter pick mm. and and getting the kids to do it Good and to shove him. it all in the bag which you know it is quite satisfying but also infuriating that it should even be there in the first place my mum and dad in their retirement back to retirement that, that's what they do now they do ba- beach literally yeah. they, they go and, and you know it's, it's staggering it, what, it's, what you pick up the, yeah. the thoughtlessness of it and no, but it's it's lovely that they're doing that, but it's also mm-hmm. sad that they have to do that. that they have to, you know. You know, I would advocate when I was a kid, and I, this is the power of advertising. The, Australia had some sort of like it was deemed a huge social problem with littering, and I remember being nine, ten years old, and they started a, a jingle campaign, a television ad called "Do the Right Thing," and I still know the song. I'm not going to sing it. You can oh. you, you can YouTube it, and that was indoctrinated into me from a young age mm. that you are really a disgusting person if you if you litter and I just well we need to bring that back over uh, yeah. in this it, country it, it really did yeah. do a number on the nation it really did do you well, think uh, we're worse than other countries that, that, that's I my question I wonder if no, well I, I spend a bit of time in Italy and I have to say apologies to Italians who are listening but in, in my experience they drop everything literally yeah um, without even a thought and there's so much plastic waste I mean I think at least in this country we're beginning to understand yeah. that we need to reject stuff that's in plastic and they're yeah. super Supermarkets with plastic-free aisles, and we're actually working on a campaign for for a plastic-less Lent because people always think about you know what can I give up? And actually, you know, giving up plastic and disposable packaging is hard, but let's make it plastic-less. Yeah. yeah, and just have a think about you know if you're going to buy that avocado and it's wrapped in a plastic, you're going to eat it in thirty seconds. And that plastic wrapper is going to take you 950 years to decompose. And even then it isn't going to. It's going to turn into plastic dust, which will go into the ocean. Yeah. Mm. So I think I think the supermarkets need to be more responsible in terms of banning because they're so powerful. Yeah. You know, you think of you know, if they can reject wonky carrots, they can certainly reject and it's, it's also mad, plastic packaging. It, that must be such a huge cost for them. All that plastic packaging. Yeah, it's weird. Well. So yeah, yeah. I mean, well, they they probably insisted on it in the first place. Yeah. And then yeah. you get plastic packaging wrapped in plastic packaging. I mean, it's my my take on this though as well is it, what I, I don't understand is I can understand. I hate to, you, you, if you, 
people that um, you don't see doing it, you know, but you, sometimes people are a bit, it's a bit like people that pee in public, you know, they literally right. will just be a bit, you know, you don't, you know, it's, I'm always taken aback when I see somebody openly urinating in public, unashamedly. Yeah. And then you see people doing the same Some thing. With openly I can't help people it. openly litter. I'm there, mouth open, going. I, yeah. I, I just saw yeah. you throw that, and yeah, you have not got a care it. in the world. You don't care, and I just don't understand well, how, my can, mom, how can you okay, be a human. I, 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 I was in the car with her, and this is a true story. We're going down the King's Road, and we stopped at traffic lights, and the guy in the car in front wound down his window, chucked out a cigarette packet, and you know was making to move off. My mother hopped out of the car. And I said, you know, be careful because you never know who these people are. Well. She picked up the cigarette packet. She knocked on his window. He wound it back down again. And, you know, seeing this old lady going, yes, can I help you? And she said, oh, I think you've dropped something and just posted it back through the through the window. <laughs> well, I've my con- dad I, did the exact same thing. I, I've considered that, but I know a, a, a story like that from around my area that ended extremely well. Badly. I could say I, yeah. I wouldn't so advocate. Like, yeah. You don't yeah. know. I mean, one yeah. of these guys, you know, they've got you know knives and guns. Yeah, and all exactly. Sorts. Yeah. But so, but it is that mentality that you just think you can in broad daylight. It's acceptable to chuck something out of a car. Who are these people? Who are they? Name and shame. I hope you're not listening because we don't want litterers listening to no, this podcast. No, but also I, I would, you know, I mean, it's it's not fair to pick up other people's mess, but I, it does give me a good feeling to, because I love my park. Yeah. And, you know. I've started doing on my yeah. street. If I, rather yeah. rather yeah. than getting annoyed by I agree it, with you. I've started picking it up. And, and I do go, and, I have a moment I, going, why am I doing this? But then, and then I wonder because, if, you know, if maybe, uh, if maybe people see people do it, maybe other people will. Yeah. Think Pay twice. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. It's turned into a positive, everyone. It's, it's my Pay tiny, it tiny it toe into activism. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. yes. So if you are a litterer, don't talk to us. But uh, <laughs> you can't sit with us. Up. Yeah. And if you do get as annoyed <laughs> yeah. as we do, then yeah, just pick it up and suck it up. Don't don't physically suck it up, but you know what I mean. Metaphorically suck it up and yeah. let's make the place. Put a it slightly in your handbag cleaner. until you get home. Exactly. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Especially if it's fruit, because you know how Joe feels oh, about well. half-eaten fruit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's not go there. Don't be littering that. Mm. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is something that we have talked about before. Is it just me that who hates paying for roast dinners? <laughs> is it just, you know what I mean? Is it like, it's, it just feels like they're never that great, are they? 
What well, is it about? Is Am I wrong? Have I, you come across roast dinner Nirvana out there? Well, I made a pact a long time ago to stop ordering roast dinners because of, for this very reason. Because when you can, I told you we tackled the real subjects, yeah. Liz. Mm, when you I can, told you. When you can <laughs> make something yeah. better, you, you, the, whole, the whole point of going out and eating out is it's That's a treat. That's a good point. Mm. And if you go somewhere and you end up ordering something that you With go, I chicken. can make this better at home. Yeah. You know, yeah. Or this, these Yorkshire puddings are rubbish you know um so you just go so i just stopped doing it but then having said that i've recently discovered a pub near me that now does a very good roast and it's the, i i've given it now the very grandiose title of the only roast in london i'll pay for um but they should probably is that right near you they should put it on their marketing material don't you think um but yes it is quite close to me but that's good because a roast dinner i love i mean i live on a farm so i have a you know farm kitchen and you know and a roast dinner is like the heart so, of, so the, heart like of the weekend mcdonald's drive through <laughs> sort of like yeah <laughs> That's just what's on offer yeah. the whole time. But it is a bit of a faff. You know, if you're going to do the whole thing, amazing gravy, you've got your Yorkshire puddings, your roast potatoes, all your different veg, and then whatever it is that you're roasting. So if you can go and, and get a great one locally, then that's amazing. But I agree, it's, it's so often it's a bit limp oh, and disappointing. There's no disappointment like the disappointment of a disappointing roast. No. There really isn't. It's Because often you're a little bit weary slash hungover from the yeah. night before. Yes. You go there, really you think yeah. you're going to drown yourself in gravy and carbs. And then you just get this hideous reheated. Yeah, it's the reheating, dry. isn't it? That's yeah. the, the and dry, dryness and reheating. And also you, you, know, never, you know it's a never a good sign when it comes too quickly. And you, mm. you order you it just, and within just, two okay. minutes it's on your yeah. plate. You're going, how did that get here you so fast? You just can't mass cater a, a, a roast. No. You just can't do it. What is what? What, what is the making? Because uh, uh, I get very... See, I think you shouldn't have too many things on a roast dinner. Like, That's the other thing. When you can't actually move the knife and fork on the plate... I mean, that's just oh, a I quite living like nightmare. It. Well, no, it's not. It's very good for your microbiome. What? Ooh, what the hell yeah. is that? Okay, so our microbes, we, we are fueled and live on our gut microbes, and there are trillions of them. We have more, you know, more gut microbes than we have cells in the body. So it's really important. That, Thanks for that. I mean, we are mostly <laughs> yeah. microbes, yeah. okay? Yeah. So we've got to look after our beneficial microbes because they control our mental health, our immune system, our energy, everything. And microbes love diversity of food. So they don't like it when we have that, you know, tuna mayo sandwich no, 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 every no, no, day no. for lunch. I'm talking about when they put the plate down and, you, and it's so, Full, oh, so of full of stuff. things, but as long things. as it's lots of different things. Oh yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but, what we need is diversity on a plate. Well, you see, no, where I get weird is I, I find it a bit weird when people have mashed potato, roast potato. Oh no, that's a bit odd. You know, different and they have like yes. multiple types of the same thing. You have just really pissed off my mother-in-law, who is an avid <laughs> listener of the podcast. I love my Christmas Day dinner at Christine well, Jones's, she, she where we mash have and mash roast and roast potatoes, unboiled. Oh. Yeah, oh, my sometimes. God. That's yeah. a, there's a whole like cavalcade of, yeah. of potatoes. The only exception I would I would have like mashed carrots and chopped carrots. Oh, because I think there's a, nothing niche. like a bit of mashed veg. Really, yeah. not sure about potatoes. See, but. I'm more like, yeah, I think a, a good green, one good You've green got to have vegetable, a good green. and then and a well, and a nicely know. done green, not an overcooked, yes. not overcooked, sweaty, wet kind of. Yeah. But where, uh, where do you stand, Joe, as an Aussie? I mean, I know honorary Brit, and, but Aussie, you know, because I think. Aussies love their roasts, meats. They don't do. They? I don't feel like it's as gravy obsessed. Uh, uh, yeah, there's, <laughs> you know, there's not as much call in, in Australia for comfort eating. That sort of like really sort of like wintry. We do like it, and you know, my mother used to roast a damn turkey in a forty degree Christmas day. Really, mm. she probably will again this Bless year. Her. But um, what about lamb? Because I mean, we know about. I, you know, I love yeah. lamb in Australia. Yeah, lambs. and I is think that that that's thing? possibly why that's my favourite. My grandmother yeah. used to do 
a road slam. I mean, yeah. it's one of the few, actual, especially in this era of, you know, where we're all doing things, we're all on our phones, you know, we're all on our tablets, you know. Mm. Um, it is quite nice, the tradition of the, the roast dinner. And you gather, it? The you gather roast. friends and family. But it doesn't it's have like to be a roast, occasion. though, does it? No, no I think... I, I, like, I think it could be I a think, nut roast. I think Sunday, <laughs> Sunday <laughs> lunch is a really nice idea. The yeah. Sunday yeah. dinner is a nice idea. It doesn't have to be a roast. True, but I can't help but feel if I was going to your house for Sunday dinner and you did not present me with a roast, I might be slightly disappointed. Noted. Initially, I mean, I live with a <laughs> practically a vegan, so noted. Yeah, but, so. but, but I'm sure you would present me with something that would get me over it. But it's funny that well, we are just ingrained actually, to I, think gravy on a Sunday. I, I get excited when people come around on a Sunday because then that's my excuse to cook a big leg of lamb or something. <laughs> because otherwise, it's just me eating it. Because my daughter's so fussy, she won't eat roast meat. I mean, we have as yeah. it's almost Christmas. What what is the Christmas roast at your table then, Liz? Oh, What's going to be this well, year? Well, I'm an organic farmer, so we, we're a grass fed pasture-fed farm so we have beef lamb we have turkeys and our turkeys have been merrily munching their way through a whole lot of windfall apples over these last few months so yeah so that they'll be making their way what time do you want us around (laughs) various turkeys i'm worried about the gravy now i'm not sure it's going to be good enough (laughs) it's all about the giblets (laughs) yeah yeah you've got to boil your giblets it's the only time i ever give giblets any time of day like normally from butchers if they give you giblets you're like oh they they go straight in the bin don't they they go terrified the one time i i i Bought, I was like really good and bought a really sort of like socially conscious, well fed, higher welfare roast chicken, which it's, is the only kind. But, yeah. it, but it still <laughs> is the only kind to it buy. It still had like tons of feathers. <laughs> you tell her, Liz. And, and hair oh, in it. Yeah, but you're so squeamish. You know, I, I really I'm sorry, was. You've got to come to terms with the reality no, of, I, of what's I, being produced. I actually for you. phoned James, the only decent cook I know. I was like, what do I do? How do I? Oh. And it was, Get your tweezers out. Yeah. yeah. Just start pocking Honestly, it. Honestly, I found that a really disturbing. A disturbing eating. Treat it like but a monobrow. You know, you, yeah. you made a really interesting point because we we have this disconnect between oh, where, where meat comes from. It's not on a little styrofoam tray no. in, in the supermarket. And you have to, as somebody who rears animals, you have to respect animal welfare, you know, give animals the best life um, and really look after them and, you know, buy more expensive meat, grass-fed meat, because it's better for you, full of omega-3s, better for the animal, better for the environment, carbon capture in the soil and all of that stuff. But eat much less of so it. Yeah. You know, maybe only have yeah. it once a week. It's yeah. not, you know, the, the idea of having, you know, a cheap chicken wrap every day, that's completely wrong. The kind of intensive conditions that those animals are reared in. Is yeah, I no, try to eat. I eat less point. and high Much quality. Much less. Because yeah. so those hairy giblets. So much of money. <laughs> horrifying. You're just yeah. obsessed with hairy giblets, <laughs> aren't you? I'm yeah. sorry. To be honest, yeah. the words hairy giblets just aren't used enough in general conversation, I feel, anymore. No. <laughs> Nothing says Christmas like hairy giblets. Um, yeah. Well, you, there's plenty of them. <laughs> and yeah. on that lovely hairy giblety note, I feel like we... I don't know what we concluded, but <laughs> I've, I've certainly learned a lot. Yeah. But yeah. I've learned that I want to go to Liz's house for Christmas dinner and I've learned that what you'll be doing in the shower tomorrow <laughs> thinking of Liz and, uh, I think Liz I'm, is just going to try and forget with the whole thing thought. yeah yeah. sorry to totally weird you out Liz yeah. uh, thank I've you so much it. for thank joining you. us good luck um, tune in to um, Liz's check out her podcast and obviously check out the Christmas edition of the magazine it's, if you're not feeling in the festive mood I can guarantee <laughs> this magazine will put you in the festive spirit I hope so it will Liz thank you so much thank for joining you. us have a lovely happy Christmas Merry Christmas and we'll see you all next week Merry Christmas. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. 
Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm-hmm. 